Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Leafs game night. 2-1 Colorado wins in a shootout over the Maple Leafs. Jim Taddy, Josh Cook from the Athletic, and Jimmy Ralph here to analyze what we saw tonight. It was not a, a bushel full of scoring chances. They were limited, weren't they? Um, neither team really looked like they had exceptional jump or energy. It um, it almost looked like the uh, the first game of a playoff series where teams are, like, feeling each other out. And it is amazing, though, how many – oh, by the way, the Leafs had that streak, right, when, when giving up two goals or less. They had so many wins in a yeah. row. I don't know who came up with the stat, but it was uh, – I think they passed San Jose a while ago. So that's uh, – Joey would have loved it if I would have remembered that streak it ended because that, <laughs> that was something they brought up. But, it, but it's uh, – when you look at the number of times you have – and what happened with Eastern Conference teams, but more with the West. Minnesota came in, and it was a low-scoring game. Nashville came in. Um, there's something that seems to be about the midway games against the Western Conference that uh, may not have the same bite. Uh, of course, Edmonton, you get them on a Saturday night, and uh, and the big build-up with McDavid coming in the building, and, and they didn't disappoint. But there do, does seem to be a lot of games against the West where they're, they're kind of very low-scoring, uh, let's get out of here. Nobody gets hurt. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe we'll both grab a point and, uh, you know, flip a coin when it gets to the shootout. And, but really, you know, you've got to praise the defensive side of things as, as much as you might have been disappointed that the offense didn't come through for you. Yeah, uh, you know, I was tracking uh, in, the, in the third period with the game on the line, eight minutes in, shots on goal were two to one for Colorado. Oh. And with eight minutes left in the game, they were four to three, and I thought, what? Well, I don't think I've ever seen a game like this all year. And in overtime, I mean, the Leafs had a lot of puck control and, and a lot of opportunities, but did not record a shot. That's a little hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, although Bunting at the crossbar, yeah, right, coming on the left wing side. So it was, uh, yeah, and, and, and Colorado didn't look as dangerous in overtime either. I mean, uh, they had some looks. Um, you, you've really got to like the way Samsonov played. I mean, yeah. uh, it was so controlled. Uh, rebound control was great. Um, there was an opportunity Evan Rodriguez had in the third period uh, where he walks in from the point, but he's really only got one option, which is to deliver it to the net. And uh, Samsonov was out probably a foot and a half, two feet from the top of the crease, sat square and, and made what turned out to be a rather uh, easy save. But you just like the way he handled himself. And, uh, you know, the players were pretty good in front of him, clearing away rebounds. T.J. Brody uh, pulled one out of the blue paint in the third period as well. I don't know if you're Sheldon Keefe or, or if you're Jared Bednar as well. You you come away from a game like this thinking, boy, I really should be resting some of my stars, right? If this is a game yeah. that I, I didn't think, you're, you're right, neither team looked like they had a lot of jump. Neither team was treating this like a game seven. So you're almost wondering to yourself, like, are, if I have a team, you know, chock full of stars, do I need to be playing them in games like this down the stretch, right? Where it's well, well, a little let's, bit slow. Let's, let's go a step further, 11 and 7. You know, 11 forwards, you know you're going to get the star guys are going to get the extra ice time on top of that. So um, I, I wonder if that changes simply or, or I don't know whether you move a defenseman up to play forward before uh, O'Reilly comes back. Uh, but but that's, you know, we thought of that with all the games that they're playing coming up. Uh, okay, so there's plenty of time to get your 7-D in if you want. But now, you know, you're adding a lot of minutes to your core. Uh, and your star players, and I think, what is it, 14 games in March? 29 minutes for Mitch Marner tonight. 26, nearly 27 minutes for Austin Matthews tonight, right? Usually Morgan Riley or yeah. TJ Brody lead the, the team. In, I mean, that, that's time scary. A forward getting anywhere close to anything over 25 is usually considered exceptional. So, 
Uh, you're right. I mean, can you see what the back-to-back games coming up on the weekend? Somebody playing 29 minutes in the first of the well, two you, games? Yeah, you would hope not. But, I mean, that that's four and a half minutes of power play time for Marner, four minutes shorthanded. I mean, I I don't know, Tap Man. He's looking like a top-five player of all time. A game like tonight. <laughs> well, is he not? you see the, the nice shot block? I did. Yeah. I saw it all. Yeah. So, to your point, Ralphie, 14 games in 29 nights in March. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That, that's where I sort of wondered that. Yeah. You know, you understand that you want everyone to get their reps and get their games in from a defensive standpoint because you're so deep on the blue line. But you're kind of looking. That's that's a lot of extra minutes going to uh, going to 11 forwards, and especially look at guys like Aston Reese that don't. Uh, I mean, seldom kills penalties. He doesn't get power play time. There are some guys that I think you would look at and say, okay, now now you're down to really 10 or uh, you know nine guys that that you're using exclusively and. Um, you know, you do wonder if, if there's that little burnout effect that uh, you might be worried about. I mean, it's an important point to get, to stay three up on Tampa um, for the home ice cup that uh, in back-to-back years for the Leafs. Yeah. But it's, um, you know, you do wonder, uh, like Josh was saying about the ice time tonight, you do wonder how, I mean, you, you can't go through the rest of this month and into April uh with your star players having that kind of ice time. But they were the only line that really had it tonight. The Marner-Matthews line, to me, was the only line yeah. that really, really brought it. Matthews right? Matthews is starting to come as well. And and we mentioned uh, Jonas Siegel's article yep. in The Athletic where Matthews had, had sort of fessed up to saying that the wrist didn't feel 100%. Now you're starting to see, and we saw it in the first period as well, a play behind the net and then cut sharp and, and deliver back. I mean, that might have been in the third period. But it was to her left anyway. That uh, you're saying, okay, that that looked a little more like the 60 goal guy we saw on a regular basis last year. So um, we'll see if um, if that continues to be something that we look at and uh, you see him improve as it goes as well. We were talking a lot about Morgan Riley on the, on the broadcast tonight. I thought he had a pretty good game. Yeah, both ends. Yeah, yeah, he made it made a really key. I think it was Gustafson got caught on a pinch, and there was a two on one back, and and Riley made a good play. But I also think Willie Nylander got back to make that more of a two-on-two than a two-on-one as well. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, there were a lot of positives. I mean, it's um, obviously, you know, with our jobs and with a fan base that live and die with every game, uh, yeah, there's some things in the last couple of games you'd like to see them clean up or you'd like to see them done differently. But um, bottom line is you play the defending Stanley Cup champs, you win 6-2 in Colorado, uh, you get a point and a two-one shootout loss here at home against them. Well, and I think we're also looking for, uh, you know, with the 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 seven eleven thing. At some point, it ends, but but when it does, okay. So this is the lineup, but we're really not going to know that until the playoffs start. I mean, it, and then and then if you don't win the first game, you've got to tweak, and and if you win the first game and you don't like it, you still have to tweak. I mean, it's not there's at no point will it be etched in stone. I I mean, it, I think it's worth mentioning. You said fourteen games in 27, 28 20, days. Twenty nine days. So you know what that does? That limits the amount of practice time. Sheldon oh sure. Has, yeah. Right. So so they they're probably practicing now. This once, is the lab. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe once, maybe twice a week max. So you're treating these not necessarily as practice, but an opportunity to try things that maybe you would in practice. And I think that's something we forget in this whole eleven seven discourse. Is you know why is he doing this? Because he has the uh, he has the, the the chance in front of him to to tinker, yeah. and it is a luxury. I mean, you yeah, know, you're, sure. not, you're not trying to you're not trying to just get in. I mean, I, I, I think it's difficult to go to players and say, "Boys, we got to win because we need home ice." 
as much as players know that, and they'd rather have home ice advantage in the first round. Do you think it uh, makes that much of a difference, though? Probably not. Yeah. Especially in the first round. Yeah. Well, I would given, say, given the history, yeah. it might be better to start on the road anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whether, <laughs> uh, even uh, even the Columbus series uh, played here in the bubble. I think the Leafs had home ice in that game as well. But yeah, they did because Wierenski scored at yeah. this end in the first period. And that was it. So, yeah, it, it, it probably doesn't matter as much, but, but at least for us it's something fun to talk about. And uh, and like I said, watching the Tampa game last night uh, against New Jersey, even though Stamkos wasn't in the lineup, that's as close as you've seen to Tampa being Tampa probably in well, maybe four Bo- to six weeks. Boston hasn't been Boston for about a week, right? Yeah, Carolina gets shut out back-to-back games at home. This is the time of year when you see a lot of goofy stuff. Yeah. You know, with teams – you, know, you always see teams trying to get in, even Washington coming back on Buffalo tonight. One team's playing to try to get into the play. Well, I guess they're both technically Washington still in the hunt, but they were sellers um, at the trade deadline. But you're thinking, this should. You know, this team's more desperate this time of year. This other team's not playing for anything. And then uh, you see, like I said, you see some pretty goofy scores. I mean, Carolina gets shut out back-to-back games, I think both at home, right, over the weekend. And you're kind of yeah. going... Wow, at this time of year, why now? And you, you know, see Boston, they came back in Detroit one game, couldn't finish the comeback the next. So it, um, I wouldn't want to be, you know, looking at the the lines and the odds and everything oh. else at this time of year because no this, this is, uh, this is uh, a pretty goofy time when it comes to hockey. So scores. you come out of March, 14 and, and 29 days, then you go into April and you have 13 days and you play eight games. So there, there is no, there's, there's no breathing room there. And then yeah. you go right into the playoffs. And what do they figure they'll, they'll get O'Reilly back, what, with Probably in April? Six, about six, six eight games, games left. Yeah. yeah. Come back. So, I, I mean, he's already skating. Yeah, that's the that's a positive. I mean, obviously, you want him healthy. You want him uh, especially comfortable taking draws with the broken finger as much as anything else. So, but, yeah, but the bottom line is the Leafs, a lot of teams in the East, you know, the top six, it is a luxury that a lot of them have to say, you know what, we can try certain things out. We can try uh, – to make sure that everybody's ready. Everybody's had some games. So if we got a call on them after game two, or like, like you said, Jimmer, about uh, things aren't working out, uh, and even from a goaltending standpoint. Um, it may, it may you know, take a couple games in that first round to, to sort it out. Yeah, and and you hope, yeah. you know, they, you, you just push the right buttons. <laughs> Do you have the luxury of, of taking well, a few uh, games in that sometimes, first round? Look, well, not luxury, but an option. No. Well, anyway, because yeah. like, a lot of times they go into the postseason and go, like, this is it. Hey, look! Teams you know, there, there aren't a lot. Of, there aren't a lot of options. Teams have uh, gone down two roster. nothing in that first round and won a Stanley Cup. It's because they tweak something. Doesn't happen all the time, but you know, two nothing is uh, not as we know not insurmountable. <laughs> you, you mentioned O'Reilly. Like, is that when the eleven seven experiment is going to end? When Ryan O'Reilly comes back? You would think. I mean, unless you know, Aston Reese becomes the guy that you're going to take out of the lineup. I just, you know, you just start thinking, like you said, with the the ice times the way they are now. Uh, Marner's going to get the bulk of it up front because he kills penalties as, as well as the power play time. Um, but, yeah, and, and, but, but I think then you start to worry about, okay, what if you get an injury during the game or a couple of injuries, say, in the first period? Now you're done to, down to nine? You know, it's, uh, I mean, it, it, I, I don't know if it played into the too many men on the ice penalty but because it came right after the Leafs had a power play. But you're, you, you just start to wonder how, how settled everybody is, how seamless it is. Uh, to do it this way. And I remember even Frankie Corrado uh, brought it up, that he hated it yeah. when it was 7-D. 
because you you feel like you don't quite have your rhythm. Mm-hmm. And for the forwards, I guess you get your star players, get as much ice time as they'd like. But um, as Josh was saying, do you get to the point you don't want Mitch Marner playing 27 minutes a night from now until the playoffs? And and the trickle-down effect is real, right? Zach Aston Reese, seven minutes, four seconds tonight. That's his fourth or fifth lowest yeah, with 11 time. forwards, yeah. Right, so yeah. you're kind of like, well, what's, what's the point here? I mean, Sam Lafferty, only 10 minutes tonight. Alex Kerfoot, who we were talking about pregame, as being like one of these versatile pieces. You know, he was on the first line yep. not so long ago. You know, now he's logging 11 minutes in a game. He, he, yeah, he so, uh, so it's really it's top what, heavy. The, t- the top eight. Yeah. Really, and, yeah, and, and you what start is, throwing those numbers. And what does that do? That increases the risk of injury. And you don't want to play scared, but... But you I, don't want to play tired either. You know, you don't want that, that, that little physical cramp or, or mental cramp because you're, you're, you're to, blaming as much. You're at a point in the season where guys are already exhausted. Like, how could you yeah. not be, you know, in March just kind of because you're balancing, like, mentally, you know, you know, these games don't matter as much as the ones because your you're, you're spot in the, the playoffs is set, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, the mental fatigue is real. And it, this is, we talked about this, this is such a fine line that Keith is going to have to walk. Yeah. You might see an all-defense line, like in the last week of the season. If everything's set, whether they've clinched home ice or they can't get home ice in the first round, uh, you may see some interesting combinations um, once once you get down to that, that final week to 10 days um, of the regular season. It's going to be interesting. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, as we talk through all this, Luke Shen's got to get back in the lineup. Yeah. So, you know, now now you've got another defenseman that's got to work in, so somebody eight, comes eight out. Eight and ten. And, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? But I bet the ice I'm, times wouldn't be much different. <laughs> That's a new look, 8 and 10. Ralphie, thanks for hanging around. Right, thanks, boys. Colorado wins a 2-1 to shootout over the Leafs. This is Leafs game night on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app, and the Leafs radio network. Welcome back to Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena. Colorado wins a 2-1 in a shootout. So we talked at length about uh, failure to generate offense, and John Tavares dove in on that subject in the post-game press conference. Yeah, I think it was both ways, um, but certainly um, – yeah, we probably didn't create as much as we wanted to. Uh, you know, they did a really good job of, uh, you know, smothering us through the neutral zone and, and coming up the ice uh, to, to, you know, um, be together and be connected to uh, be, have a stronger forecheck. So at times uh, it was difficult there for us, and we got to find a way through that. I mean, there's uh, times where uh, that's how offense is going to come by. But uh, in saying that, I think just sticking with it. Um, obviously, we didn't get the, the end result, but... Uh, you know, gave ourselves a chance of that time. We played great. PK was strong. You know, unlucky one that they got. So, um, just one of those games was a tight, uh, tight checking game. Obviously, against uh, a pretty good team. You mentioned Samsonov there. How did he look to you? What stood out, I guess, the most about tonight's performance by him? I think it's similar to the way he's been all year. I think he's been confident, and uh, you see him being aggressive and uh, you know just challenging shooters and um, you know using his frame and his uh, uh, his mobility. Obviously, his quickness. Uh, just to take uh, uh, you know a lot of the net away and uh, just to continue to battle, he's a, he's a real competitor. So um, yeah, it was uh, more of the same uh, we've seen all year. Mitch ends up playing, I think, more than 29 minutes tonight. What stands out about his ability, his endurance, I guess, in games? Yeah, it's extremely impressive. I think you see it in the energy he has uh, around the group every single day. Just an incredible engine on him. So um, you know his ability to uh, um, play through that, obviously. Uh, you know, the game gets more and more difficult. Uh, the process things is more you get tired and fatigued, but he still just has 
such a good uh, hockey IQ and able to, uh, um, you know, make plays, have a good understanding of the game under pressure uh, and uh, when you face that type of challenge. So, yeah, that's not easy to do. The goal aside, did you see a little more jumping to Morgan tonight, John? Yeah, he, you know, came out, uh, you know, had some really good looks and, and uh, obviously rung the bar there early. And, you know, I think he's continuing to try to, uh, uh, you know, impose his game. Um, you know, maybe hasn't come as uh, often um, on the score sheet, putting the puck in the net as it has, but uh, he's still such an impactful player for us in so many areas, obviously, a, you know, a leader. So, um, you know, he continues uh, uh, to work at and stay with it and, and play solid hockey all around. John Tavares post game. So Luke Shen, we expect will be playing Friday night against Carolina. Who do you think he's paired up with? Would it be Morgan Riley? It's way too early to tell. Yeah. I mean, the, the way that things are unfolding, right, it's, it's, it's way too early to tell. I, I mean, again, like I thought, I thought Morgan Riley played really, really well tonight. Yeah. And you, you like that. You like the, you know, if, if he can, you know, find his groove with whoever he's paired up with. But I, again, I think we're still just locked in this place where we're going to see just a little bit, you know, different looks, different looks every single game. So when I look at that blue line, yeah. uh, it's not a criticism, just an observation. Um, whoever plays with Brody has a pretty good game. And whoever plays with Geo is, is good. Well, what do those two players have in common? It's quiet. Well, he, it's very, very quiet. Yeah. Uh, it's, you yeah. know, the, there's there's something to be said for defensemen that don't put their partners in bad spots. Right? Well, I, they, yeah, so just just between you and me, everybody that I've talked to knows this. I, when I'm writing a defenseman, I always look at the partner. That's got to be a good fit. If that's not a good fit, you could look bad really fast. Between you and me and everyone listening at no, home. No, no, well. everybody already knows this. I've said this a million times, but you haven't heard it. So that's that's how I do my defenseman, my uh, analysis. I, I look at who he's playing with. Yeah, again, like the, the thing I said before that, that, that you know, I, I think is important is just the fact that they're not going to have a lot of practice. Leafs are going to practice tomorrow, but, you know, then they're going to have a back-to-back, so they'll have Monday off, and they'll probably just practice once next week. So now we're getting into, like, the final two or three weeks of the season, and you're looking at a handful of practices. Yeah. Right? So you, this ability to, to kind of, you know, mix and match, I, I think when Luke Shen does come back uh, on Friday, I, I genuinely think it's too early to tell who he's going to play with. Right? I, I genuinely don't. Well, not, not going forward, but even for Friday's game? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's kind of moved Shen. Sheldon Keefe has moved Luke Shen around a little bit, you know, uh, since he got here, and I, I don't know why he would stop doing that. I really think this is the the Ryan O'Reilly thing. Until he comes back, I don't think we're going to see. Or I, I think anything we do see. We shouldn't read too much into it. I think that's kind of the final domino, if you know what I mean. Well, and having said that, he could come back and maybe they'll rest somebody. Right? Who would you rest right now? Um, I'd, I'd be very concerned about certainly uh, Matthews and Marner going forward. I just, you know, 29 minutes tonight for Marner is a lot. Now, it's a game situation. You get that. Uh, but having said that, that's that's not a go-to thing to do. Yeah, I'd look even a little further down. I think John Tavares could probably stand to have a few nights off. You know, he's a little bit older, um, and that's no slight on him in his game. But well, you I want think him fresh. But, but I mean, I think that's something you have to take into consideration. You know, it's it's difficult um, for a coach to to tell a lot of these guys as much as you want to. It's difficult to tell them. You know, I I I think you need to take a night off. And Sheldon Keefe has kind of hinted at that before with Mark Giordano, 
He's 39 years old, and he still takes every single optional morning skate. And he hasn't looked worn once. Yeah, so there, so that's to your point. That yeah. Like sometimes it, you know, just the, that, that consistency that you develop, yeah. that helps you all the more. Well, with an older player, you would sort of defer to them. They know their bodies, and, uh, he, you know, I would expect a guy like Gio would know how far he could push that, and, and he knows what his upper limit is, and, and obviously it wasn't when he played here. I mean, he knows he, he won a Norris Trophy. So he knows how you know he knows what his up end is. Yeah, it, I'm like those. Fi- the Leafs have their final three games are on the road, right? Florida, yeah. Tampa, New York, right? When you add in the travel, I think that's going to be the point where a lot of guys are rested. Um, you know, maybe even you decide. To, you know, you were talking about Morgan Riley, yeah. and him not maybe you know your observation maybe not looking as spry as he once did. You know, he looked pretty you, spry tonight, though. I have to say that. Yeah, yeah, but but again, he's a candidate for you know for resting as well. You don't want sure. to, but yeah, you know these are kind of some difficult decisions. I think this right. Leafs team has just, been through enough that they understand. Yeah, it what the the only thing that matters right now is Tampa Bay. I, I, exactly. I ha- I have to say um, I call this like the limbo part of the schedule for a lot of teams because there's a lot of stuff that could happen here that you don't want to have happen because it just it gets in the way of, of what you can do in the playoffs, and you you have to go through it. So, you know, my advice is go through it as quietly as you can and just get through it and then reset when the playoffs hit. We'll continue this conversation. Leafs game night live from Scotiabank Arena, TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. This is Leafs game night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Leafs live here. Welcome back to Scotiabank Arena. Colorado wins 2-1 in a shootout over the Maple Leafs. Next stop for the Leafs will be right here uh, Friday night against Carolina. We'll have that game for you. Uh, so we're going over uh, a lot of situations with the Leafs. And, uh, I mean, just a, when you look at the – I mean, there's really no time to breathe in that schedule. And then you, you go slammed right into the playoffs. So whatever happens, happens. You'd like to sort of minimize the opportunity for injury, but not much you could do about it. No, especially with Tampa breathing down your neck, too. Yeah. Three points now? I think there's three points that separate them. Yeah, there was two tonight, so, yeah, they're not playing. I know it's up, you know, it's up for debate, but I, I think home ice matters, right? I, I, I think, you know, you, you get those little advantages that I think the opportunity to play Game 7 feels like a foregone conclusion that there will be a Game 7. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way of the world, is it not? Please, no. no you know, I, can't, I can't handle that again. <laughs> well, you would just, you, you, you'd like it to be at home, uh, of course, you know, if you're the Leafs. So uh, there there is something to, to play for. You know, Tampa's the kind of team that you never write off. Yeah, it's three points. Three points. So, like, these... these with a game in hand. With a game in hand. With For Toronto, yeah. Spicy. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing that kills me this time of the year. Game in hand, so you have to take advantage of it. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and the Leafs have a you know a pretty compact, as you said, a compact schedule coming up. So um, this is the kind of thing that I think, you know, Sheldon Keep is, is going to be thinking about. It's not as if there's a, you know, the kind of players waiting in the wings that I think could make a real difference, right? There's, there's no one that they have scratched right now that you would consider bringing in no but you know it, it brings about the obvious question if, if you have 11 forwards and when and when o'reilly comes back you have 12 well where's your depth like what happens if uh, you know if there's a, a problem with one of your players or you know, it's not performing well or if in fact uh, uh, there's an injury i mean what do you do what is the depth yeah and this is where 
you know, I'm surprised we haven't talked about him because I feel like, you know, we talk about him every day in Toronto. This is where Matthew Nyes kind of gets brought into the conversation, right? We know that he's having an incredible season at college, um, and it feels like a foregone conclusion, you know, that, that they're going to sign him when his season is over. His season could end as early as I believe it's March 25th or as late as April 8th. So then you're looking at, you know, your depth possibly being just like three games at the end of the regular season. Uh, certainly not the playoffs. I don't think the the intention is for him to, to, to play no, it, in I the w- playoffs. But, I mean, that, to answer your question, there's your depth. Like, Wayne Simmons hasn't played in a very long time. No. Right? Well, Alex, who else is it? Steves? Alex Steves, and that's it. And and then, of course, there's even more defensemen. Right? You get Connor Timmons. But doesn't that seem precarious to you? Sure. Yeah, but I think the thinking from the Leafs is, you know, defenders are a lot more susceptible to injury than forwards. So that's why you'd rather have them. I think I'd rather. I don't mind eight. I could be, you know, talked into nine for depth purposes. But I would assume that there'd be a little better uh, situation up front, which is it's a concern for me. Bobby McMahon is another name with the Marlies. Yeah. I thought he looked like a capable NHL player when he was up, albeit you know in a bottom six fourth line role. Um, he's another player that that could, you know, be a, be a call up. But again, if we're talking about Alex Steves, Bobby McMahon, so these are emergency call ups, exactly. Yeah. So and, and you know they track numbers, and, and so when Holmberg was sent down earlier in the years because his numbers were drifting off, and same with McMahon. McMahon stayed in the lineup because his numbers were good, and you know I don't have the list of things they track, but but these guys aren't here because their numbers don't justify it at, at this particular point. They 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 track it by who has the best hockey name. And Bobby McMahon, right at the top. <laughs> yeah. right. He could be the well, first call-up. Bobby's a good start. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I I think your your, your point and your concern is, is valid, right? It's, Thank it, you, Guy. You, I just wanted to make you wait until the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. you know, just yeah, to stretch make, that out. Just to make you know, sure you were paying attention yeah, to three, me. Three hours later. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it, listen, it is concerning, uh, and but this is by design. This is by design. I wonder if they wanted to add another forward at the deadline and they just couldn't get it done in time. Um, we'll see. But I, I, I think Matthew Nice is going to get a chance to play um with you know that the opportunity to rest guys kind of built in there um i mean it's valuable to sign him and play him for two or three games and have him here to observe yeah to observe it because he's going to be a part of this next year uh you could say that i mean that's no different than, than connor timmons you know he's off to the side he's signed for the next two years and and i think that's the attitude is we don't have a spot for you this year but we want you here and you can observe this and and jump in next year. I mean, they're, they're, that's that's valid planning. But it dries up after that, right? Are you yeah. comfortable with like a Wayne Simmons coming in at this point? Not really. Well, no. You're answering your own question here. Like the, I know. the depth it's like is like talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> Except you see someone much better looking in the mirror when you do that. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know what to make of this game. I mean, it was uh, the minimal chances on both ends of the rink. I thought it was more Colorado's game than it was the Leafs game. Yeah, for sure. I, I Again, I, I know this is an easy out, but to me, it's a lot of fatigue right now. I, I think we're really just seeing that. I think we're seeing these kind of slow grinding games. What I, Again, I said it before, what I make of it is the Leafs power play needs to be a little more aggressive with the puck. That's something that really stood out to me. Uh, you know, especially tonight. 
Josh, thanks very much for your time. You can take the rest of the night off. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> My generosity is, is unbelievable, unbelievable, really. But nonetheless, it continues on. This is Leafs Game Night live from Scotiabank Arena, TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network. The Out of Town Scoreboard brought to you by Maple Toyota. Build your next dream Toyota at Maple Toyota. Check out Maple Toyota's pre-owned inventory arriving daily. Guy, it's time to Toyota. Visit mapletoyota.com. So here's what we have. Sabres were in Washington tonight, had a lead, but then lost it. Washington wins it 5-4 in a shootout. Elsewhere, game still under uh, in progress is what I'm trying to say. Ducks 1-0 over the Islanders. That is midway through the first period. And we have the Blues 3-1 over Minnesota. That is late in the first period. In our game, as you're well aware, 2-1 Colorado over the Leafs in a shootout. We'll continue the Leafs story Friday night live here from Scotiabank Arena. If you're on the network, join us at 6.30 on TSN 1050. Join us at 7. Puck drop is about 7.10 on that particular night. Thanks for joining us on Leafs Game Night on TSN 1050 and the Leafs Radio Network.